Welcome to Five Elements, a podcast featuring voices of wisdom on the things that matter most. I'm Hong Kisak, and I'm a Korean American mother, grandmother, Iyengar yoga practitioner, and teacher, caregiver, and activist rooted in Detroit, Michigan. You can find me at Harmony Power on Instagram and Hong Kisak on Facebook. This conversation is with Baba Wayne Curtis on his front porch at Freedom Freedom Farm on the east side of Detroit on a rainy Sunday afternoon. You'll hear the rain, the wind, the traffic, and the birds. You'll also hear Baba Wayne's reflections on revealing what has not yet been seen, what Grace Lee Boggs and Jimmy Boggs might say about these times of transition, and what the collective means to him. I hope you enjoy this conversation. First of all, can you just introduce yourself? How, how do you introduce yourself? <laughs> Saying my name, Wayne uh, Curtis. Uh, uh-huh. Working with uh, Feed and Freedom. Uh, co-founder, me and Myrtle. Uh-huh. Uh, trying to remain free. Uh-huh. Uh, not searching for freedom, but remaining free. Yeah. In yeah. my practice. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, that's about it. Okay. Okay. So then, I'm I'm wondering these days, in terms of the earth element, how do you find stability? What gives you stability? What's grounding you? What's centering you? respond to basically uh, the antagonisms of this contradiction with uh, the corporate community uh-huh. because it affects almost everything that we do. Yeah. Um, being able to be in sound mind and good health for that, being able to respond that I think is extremely important to me. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. um, what else is there? Um, is it, would you say that's like the center of your life is like really trying to respond in constructive ways to the culture mm-hmm. that's trying to decimate us? Right, and, I, and when I say me, I, I do mean collectively. Because me by myself, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you speak of the earth elements. All of the earth elements work together. Uh-huh. One is, uh, affects the other. Uh-huh. Um, and together they deal with uh, the contradictions. You know, I just feel like here being at Feed of Freedom, and the fact that you have this land, that you have this food that you're growing, that I would imagine that that is really, really grounding, that it just gives you something really firm, a firm footing. It does. Uh It does because that's a way of responding um, to how they, the corporate community, want us 
to eat uh -huh. um, for their own sustainability. They yeah. don't care anything about ours. Uh -huh. So being able to have the consciousness to grow the food, um, to grow the food and um, do it as a collective, because people come by, they volunteer, uh -huh. you drink coffee, you have talks, just like what we're doing now. Uh -huh. um, and food wasn't meant to do that. Yeah. You know, it was just meant to buy, eat, uh, eat with your one individual family. Yeah. Uh, instead of community. Yeah. Um, that's how it's supposed to be. So it sounds to me like it's not just the farm, but it's really the fact that the farm is in community. Yes. If, if it wasn't for community, I don't think we would even have a farm. Uh huh. Because um, it was built. On, it began on that premise uh -huh. um, to eat good food uh -huh. and we find out later in order to eat good food you have to be in tune with the cosmos or life uh -huh. um, because the food can't grow without us so you have to listen um, when you plant the seeds you have to listen um, <laughs> to the rain um, to the sun uh, to the soil uh, and then watch the results uh -huh. and if and if the communication is good then the food grows uh -huh. uh, and it grows to the point where it's good for you uh -huh. and then you can eat it <laughs> I love the, like, that you describe it as communication mm -hmm. because yeah it's like communicating with the earth mm -hmm. with the seasons uh, with the spirits of the land to, for the food to grow so now, um, regarding the um, element of water, because here we are outside on your porch and the storm is just coming. Mm -hmm. As I was driving over here, the wind was like really kicking up and now and it just started raining. Um, so how do you experience the element of water? So what is flowing? What is moving? What is shifting? What is cleansing? What's refreshing you? Again, that's communication, uh, and we can't separate ourselves from none of the elements, particularly water. Um, and we're not listening because the water's being polluted. Um, the water, uh, because of uh, uh, the dis the disrespect yeah. that. Um, people are giving water, particularly the corporate community. Yeah. Um, oil spills, um, mm -hmm. dumping waste in the water, mm -hmm. uh, uh, polluting the air. Mm -hmm. um, so we had a bad experience with water because of that. Yeah. Our uh, street had, flooded. And yeah, you had really bad flooding here. Yes, yeah. yes. And that comes from not listening to the elements, because um, all along they've been telling us, they've been giving us signs that we're not having a good relationship here. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how do you experience, like, so for instance, the flooding on the street and the, you know, the uh, global corporate. Um, destruction 
of our water sources and how do you deal with that contradiction of like your personally and your household and family and loved ones um, needing water to survive and then um, and then the way water is being abused and exploited and and, and um, commodified and sold. Yes. So then, how do you how do you reconcile or how do you heal that relationship with water within yourself? We have to. Well, <clears throat> again, it's 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 collective again. Uh-huh. Uh, if someone doesn't have clean water. Uh, we have the discussion why uh-huh. it's not clean. Uh-huh. And we share clean water. Um, the kids come by and they've noticed the difference between the tap water and the water, the commodified water that we have to buy. Mm. Uh, and they prefer that because it's clean mm. as it can get. <laughs> um, so again, it's that it's that communication and then when people, when we realize uh, maybe we didn't take notice before how important water was until it's not clean anymore. Yeah. And so then we have to have those conversations about well what do we do to clean the water? Yeah. Um, what factions do we have to confront? Um, to save ourselves. Um, now, as an elder, what is your, what is your, uh, what are your memories of water growing up? How was it different when you were growing up? It was everywhere. Uh, when we finished playing football or baseball yeah. uh, on the playground, which they don't have anymore, yeah. um, we would just walk outside. Well, we were already outside, but we would walk to the corner, yeah. and there would be a water fountain there. Yeah. You know, and water fountains were everywhere on busy intersections in the neighborhood. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was good, clean, cold water. Uh-huh. Uh, so we didn't have to go home and go in and out the door like... Nobody the, bought the, water. Nobody bought water. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. It was... It was in our homes, it was in the street, it was in the schools. Uh-huh. We would have water breaks in, in uh, school. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, time to get some water uh-huh. and use the restroom. Uh-huh. And whenever we used the restroom, we would stop at the water fountain uh-huh. and drink water. Uh-huh. But those were during the times when uh, I think capitalism hadn't advanced to the need to expropriate and commodify everything yeah. in order for it to survive. Yeah. Now in order for it to survive, it has to commodify more more things and control uh-huh. more things, but that affects our, our culture and how we relate to one another. Uh-huh. Because since water is not everywhere, we adjust to it without even really knowing it. Okay, well, I guess I'll just go to the store and and buy some water. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. I have to save money to buy water now. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of times it's not because the water is nasty, it's just that being a consumer, 
I could buy some water yeah. while I'm buying some bread. Now, like do that. you recall um, when you were coming up, like, what were water bills like? Do you remember your parents ever talking about that? Or? They had to be very extremely low compared to today. Yeah. Um, but because of the income of the people, it was still high. Uh -huh. I got a chance to look at a, a gas bill uh, for the month uh, when I was when I was very small, mm -hmm. living on the, excuse me, living on the west side on Monta Vista. Uh -huh. I think the gas bill was two hundred dollars or a hundred dollars for the whole month. Some ridiculous price like that, I was shocked, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that takes us to the next element, which is fire. Mm -hmm. And so we go from earth to water to fire. And so um, what would you say in terms of how the fire element is showing up? What is burning in you? What are you currently passionate about? What's going through the fire of transformation within you? Finding out the technique, the strategy, the tactics. Uh -huh. uh, it would be different if it was a normal, non-antagonistic contradiction to resolve the problems of air and water. Uh, what creates the passion and the fire is my ability to resolve when I'm thirsty, drink clean water, mm -hmm. um, resolve the contradiction of being able to eat healthy food, yeah. resolve all of those contradictions um, because they're not normal anymore. You just can't go to the store and buy good food anymore. Yeah. Uh, you have to make a real conscious effort mm -hmm. uh, to uh, do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the fire, creating, again, the collective response to that because we're suffering as a collective. Mm -hmm. um, this capitalist system of individuality is not working. Yeah. You know, so we have to come together as a collective. It may be, it may seem like it was work, like it is working to people who have money yeah. because they can still go off into their own homes, into their own neighborhood, mm -hmm. um, have, have a neighbor for a thousand years and don't know who they are, yeah. uh, just say hi, good morning. Uh, and being a consumer uh, allows you to negate the collectivism mm -hmm. that how, that's how we were created. Mm -hmm. That's how the earth and the elements still operate. Yeah. There's a yin and there's a yang. One doesn't overpower the other. Uh -huh. um, but now that yin and yang has been disrupted. Yeah. So you have fires, you have floods, you have tornadoes, um, uh, you have deer in my garden. Oh really? <laughs> They're coming all the way here? They're coming all the way here. Wow. Yep. Coyotes. Coyotes here. Yep. Wow. And that's because uh, 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 it's not balanced anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's too many people that are being born, that were born 
to work in the industrial age because they needed people. So they put this emphasis on, let's have a family, you know, let's have a neighborhood, uh, and, and then you can go straight to work um, and drive or catch the bus. Um, but that's no longer um, the case now. Yeah. So we have to have this a burning desire, like you asked, to create a real culture of sustainability. Yeah. How do you kind of like tend that fire within yourself? Like, how do you balance between like burnout or like depression and, you know, like feeling like no passion, no desire, but then, uh, but then also not hurting out. That's hard. Uh -huh. Because since it's not normal, uh, you also have to go outside your boundaries uh -huh. and work harder than what you would usually work. Um, because you just can't go about things normally anymore. Uh, I mean, you never could. There was always something uh, that we had to deal with uh, from an inconsistency from capitalism. Yeah. Um, and so we are, we, we have to work harder uh, more than eight hours a day as uh, uh, the unions say, well, we just work eight hours a day. Mm. Uh, revolution, uh, uh, or as Ron Scott would say, anthropological cultural transformation mm -hmm. is not an eight-hour job. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. continuum. Yeah. It's, it's a continuous, hard process. Yeah. So sometimes you will get burnt out yeah. and you have to step back. Yeah. But that's not necessarily you have to do that. Yeah. But I think because we don't, we don't have enough of numbers of people to do it as a collective, uh -huh. to share uh, this new work, as Grace would call it, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, to share yeah. this work of sustainability yeah. and doing it the right way. Yeah. So it's yeah. very few that grow their own food. Yeah. So you have to work harder. Uh -huh. uh, and it, the work becomes easier when more people develop the consciousness. And we do that purposely to educate people or or talk about it, or yeah. somehow uh, uh, spread the word, so to speak. Yeah, with like I think about, you know, you've been talking a lot about communication, which is kind of mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, moving information is like water, but then also uh, uh, spreading the excitement, you know, how yes. important it is to yes. like inspire people and yes. spread the excitement. We used to say in the Black Panther Party, uh, people learn through observation participation um, and that's a form of communication mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, uh, art is a form of communication so yeah. we use art yeah. we use our uh, revolutionary literature yeah. uh, we, we uh, become very gifted in the way that we in articulate as much as we can yeah. in our verbal conversations yeah. to get word across or yeah. get an understanding between two or a group of people. What have you observed, you know, in the neighborhood since you've been here and since you started Freedom Freedom, you and Mama Myrtle, what have you noticed in terms of like how the neighborhood is responding? 
the neighborhood sees us working and we see them working. We see each other uh, working in order to survive. Uh, 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 a lot of people have left and we're kind of like not stuck here, but we're unable to move because of financial situations. So uh, they take note, we take note of what each other is doing in order to exist. Uh -huh. um, and people like how we share the information, how we share the work of sustainability. Yeah. Uh, like Myrtle has the 291 Cultural Project Hub down the street, yeah. and there's uh, youth participation. So the young people know us. Yeah. Uh, and plus the attitude and the values and the principles that someone's walking down the street, we're going to say hi. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and then that catches on mm -hmm. um, because when you say hi, uh, people talk mm -hmm. and they say, oh, those are the ones that got the garden and mm -hmm. uh, the mm -hmm. young people. And then yeah. some young person that participated in the youth mentor program is a little bit older now. I say, oh, yeah, that's Mama Myrtle and Baba Wayne. Uh -huh. uh, and they do the youth mentorship. They have uh -huh. the art pro program. Mm -hmm. When we were little, we had lots of fun. Uh -huh. And so they say, oh, that's why they say good morning all the time. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Or how you doing? Uh -huh. uh, sometimes Myrtle said, how do you know people want to say good morning to you all, all, all the time? Uh -huh. <laughs> Let people walk past. <laughs> Well, so I remember when uh, your neighbor was facing foreclosure, and yes. how we rallied—you all rallied the community yes. to to prevent the foreclosure, that's, to prevent the eviction. That's a good example of yeah. of how this collective communication yeah. works for uh, collective sustainability. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was We have really to depend beautiful. on one another. Yeah, uh, I used to like to use the the example, the old example of someone coming across the street and asking for a cup of sugar. Uh -huh. That's very political. Yeah. It's very economic. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Very economical. Um, when you can rely on one another. In fact, that's indigenous. Yeah. And it's something that has survived in our neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. What I love about that is then, uh, you know, one month you need the sugar, and the next month someone, you know, uh, somebody else has um, uh, eggs that they can share, or you know that it becomes uh, uh, interdependent. Right, it and becomes just like, like a culture the, of sharing. And just like the flood, yeah. um, Myrtle and we've Freedom Freedom has gathered the resources, and because of that communication, mm -hmm. we have resources. Uh, to turn other people on to to clean their basements and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Feed and Freedom has the resources uh, for the neighbors that we know, and they're getting their basements clean, uh -huh. uh, particularly the neighbors who, uh, who we've built this revolutionary relationship with of, of collective dependability. Yeah, uh, that's and it, amazing. It's, it's, it's done out of love. Yeah, it's it's done. That's that's the fire of it. Yeah, it's it's done out of uh, not because okay, uh, in order to get the people involved, we have to do this. It's done out of concern and love. Yes, I yeah, that's I love that because that's what fire is. That it's that warmth. 
It's mm -hmm. that warmth of love. Mm -hmm. It's that warmth of caring mm -hmm. and compassion. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Now, in terms of the element of air, what is not yet settled? What choices are still up in the air? What are your unanswered questions? The unanswered questions come from things that become settled. Uh-huh. Once you settle something or with something or resolve something, something else appears. Uh-huh. Um, that may sound strange, but but before it appears, it's always there, but you don't know it until you move something out of its way. Yeah, that's cool. And then it, and then it appears. So, uh, can you give an example of that? Yeah, easy. Uh, I can't see, so I'm I'm going to take the curtain down, and Lord and behold. There's a street out there, there's cars, uh -huh. but before the curtain was blocking it, uh -huh. and maybe it was getting in my way, the wind would blow it in my face, so I, I have to take the curtain down, and we struggle with that, and then we find out there's something else behind the curtain uh -huh. that, that, that we didn't know was uh -huh. there before. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Or, um, as far as the movement to um, disrobe capitalism and get rid of it. Yeah. Um, we resolve one contradiction as the civil rights movement, mm -hmm. and it's 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 like a fight uh -huh. in the ring. Uh -huh. um, people, they they're they're fighting, and I get hit in my jaw a couple of times, and I say, oh. That can't happen anymore. Uh -huh. So I have to formulate a defense. Yeah. And so they see that I'm formulated a, a defense, so they have to change also. Yeah. And then they do something that I didn't know that that would happen. I got hit in my stomach uh -huh. instead of my jaw. Uh-huh. You know? uh -huh. uh, so that's how things advance until uh, the fight ends and. Um, um, the two people uh, are able, only one person is able to occupy that um, space. Uh-huh, uh-huh, huh. So how do you see that happening, like, uh, on this block and in your life? Um, like the duck going across the street. Yeah. Uh, no one's hit it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said it because I hear a car coming there crossing the street. Oh, don't go yet. <laughs> they waited. <laughs> and that's learning to, uh, that's a good example. What was the question again? Uh, how do you see that? You know, you were describing like being in a fight and how you have to like change your strategy um, if you've been hurt. And then you just have to kind of keep changing and evolving that way. Right. It, just so like the ducks that, that are living in our neighborhood now. They know how to navigate traffic. They, they know how to navigate traffic. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, you took the words right out of my mouth. Thank you said it better. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that like some years ago, like <laughs> squirrels used to just get run over when I was a kid. And then at some point in my adulthood, I noticed that they were learning how to dodge cars. Right. 
Right. And so something evolutionary happened. Right. And they were not getting hit anymore as much. So I guess the ducks also learned. And then all and the, the people, people learn. learn because they're stopping <laughs> <laughs> to let the ducks cross. Huh. Um, so then, uh, in terms of the element of ether, as kind of like the most sort of out there, uh, what do you have a sense of that is not yet on the horizon? What is your larger, expansive vision? What do you not yet have words for? What is as yet unmanifest? What's like way out there for you? I, I think that's why I'm in a slump now. Uh-huh. Because I don't have the words to define this new paradigm. Yeah. This new epoch. Yeah. And the new epoch and new paradigm happened it happened, it developed, it was created so that both sides could advance on. Like, um, so I have to find the words to define that. Now, um, what about your art, your visual art? The visual art, um, me being who I am, yeah. an artist, but, or someone in literature such as art, I have a message to I have a message to give about it's almost about everything that we've talked about uh -huh. during this interview mm -hmm. or this talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, so as an artist Oh yeah. So I have to find the colors and the forms to fill a space so that people can understand the new message. Yeah. But I can't draw about, um, I can't do Norman Rockwell no. type of art no. where uh, people are going to the stores or going to the mailbox, yeah. the friendly police on the corner. Yeah. I can't draw that because it doesn't exist anymore. Right. So I have to paint, draw something that exists. But what is this new thing that exists now? Because it hasn't existed before. Yeah. It has new relationships. Yeah. In fact, as we speak, they're developing a new relationship with, with us. Yeah. And uh, the harshness of that. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to express mm. the harshness and how we deal with this new type of uh, harsh planet they have to maintain our uh, freedom. Yeah. To, to dismaintain our freedom, I should say. Mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. to continue trying to take it away. Mm -hmm. Because we're constantly keeping it. Mm -hmm. You know, the only way we don't keep it is. Um, we die, you know. I love that, that, that uh, we were born free, we are free, and that, uh, and that we stay free, but that we don't realize it. We don't realize it. Yeah, we don't realize it, and we act like we're enslaved. Like Jimmy used to say, uh, what was that he used to say? Uh, 
um, blaming, oh, the white men did this, and the system, and the capitalist system did that, mm -hmm. and now I can't do this. Mm -hmm. That's not true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because even if you don't have a so-called revolutionary philosophy or ideology, you have a philosophy and an ideology to sustain yourself. Uh -huh. Capitalism may not agree with it. Yeah. Um, and that's why they have jails, police, the CIA, the FBI, mm -hmm. the PUZ, and the XYZ. <laughs> they have all of these agencies to make sure uh, that we don't advance to our freedom where we're totally dependent upon ourselves and don't have to depend upon them anymore. So really, the effort is about uh, embodying and showing others that that we can be, as as a collective, we are sustainable. We that have we can, to be, yeah. Because without that collective sustainability, it just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, how can you sit here and uh, you don't know that you can go across the street and get a cup of sugar or? Mm -hmm. Uh, you can get your basement clean, or mm -hmm. you can get someone to help you mm -hmm. fix your flat tire. Uh -huh. um, yeah. I remember I was at an event here at the farm a couple years ago, and uh, it was mulberry season. Mm -hmm. So I brought a, a bucket <laughs> of mulberries, and the kids were having such a good time eating the mulberries, and I said, you know, they're all over. And they were like, oh yeah, we found one right there. And it was just like, they're, they were There's just like noticing. Yes, yeah. they were just noticing, and they were, you know, just like the abundance actually that's mm -hmm. always around us. Always around. Always. George Jackson says something about that that really caught my eye. Mm -hmm. He said, "People steal from stores because they don't have mm -hmm. what they need, or they so-called steal." Mm -hmm. um, we, we used to say liberate, uh -huh. <laughs> but they liberate things that that they don't have. He said, if people knew that a store or uh, outlet would always be full mm -hmm. and it was available to you, you wouldn't steal it. Right, right. If we had that sense of like Sharing. inner abundance. Right. and not lacking. Right. Yeah, and, and that actually doesn't come from a store, it comes from community. It, 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 it comes, comes from, from community, other. it comes, it comes from, from the land. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So huh. they have no right to claim it as, as theirs. These are gifts from the cosmos or from the universe. Mm -hmm. um, that's how things are. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what's happening with your art these days? Well, like I just said, I haven't done anything in quite a while, and, and I didn't understand why, but the initiative and the enthusiasm wasn't there. Uh -huh. um, one thing led to another. I became extremely uh, disrespondent, and inclusive is when you say to yourself, right? Uh, inclusive is when you include others. Okay, I'm so. ex-inclusive. <laughs> I'm non-inclusive. Uh -huh. uh -huh. um, um, and that's how I've been for a while. And then I realized um, I was reading a book, an art book, um, 
not about art, but it had poetry in it. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about um, these times and these days. And I immediately had, um, I drew a picture in my mind of that. Mm. And I said, that's what's missing, the mm -hmm. words um, that is defining this particular harsh phenomena mm -hmm. um, that I have to write about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I write a lot on Facebook, and I'm, I'm very far from a writer. So this, but that's, that's kind of an art form for you. That's become yes. your, your expression yes. Yes. these days is, yes. is posting. And then it's going to roll on over where I have to, because I'm going to get very, very extremely frustrated with my writing. Because <laughs> everybody else is going to be totally frustrated with it. So I'll have to get some paper, but I'll feel very enthused uh, when I get to that point. Yeah. It comes back to, you know, Grace's <laughs> question, what time is it on the clock of the world? Yes. And we're definitely in a transition. Definitely. Transition period. But that's because of us. Uh-huh. That's We've because created. of the time. We've created yeah. that. And that's something that people don't really understand. Mm -hmm. Well, these hard times, we created them because of the contradiction that we're having with capitalism. With yeah. capitalism. So capitalism says, okay, I'm going to do this now uh -huh. to make you miserable, uh -huh. you know. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, so, uh, to close, I'm wondering what element is dominant right now? Earth, water, fire, air, ether. What do you feel like, which element is like, the most important to you right now, or, or sustaining you most right now? Um, I wonder what this truck is doing. Yeah. And look at the geese there, they stopped, because <laughs> they wonder what he's doing. Yeah, that must be the FBI surveillance fan. But, um, I noticed one if, if one dominates the other, then I'm off balance. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, if I'm too angry, I'm, I, I can't, I can't see clearly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't respond clearly. Yeah. If I'm too happy, um, then I can't respond the way that I should also. Uh -huh. So it's, so it's, Trucks scare me when they come past. Uh -huh. um, they 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 think they're chickens and uh -huh. they fly out the way, but they don't. Yeah. Now where do these ducks live? There's a river behind us. Uh huh. And they float around in there, and um, then they come and eat the grass. Uh huh. They're they're getting ready for um, fall now to fly away, uh -huh. <clears throat> so they're getting fat. So there's yeah. plenty of grass around here now. Uh -huh. huh. Do you see them uh, laying eggs? Do you see them making nests? Do they I don't see the nest, but we see the little bitty chicks. Uh -huh. And they follow them across. They learn how to cross the street, too. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> As they be 
I'm trying to keep up. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating because one parent would be in the front uh -huh. and one would be in the back. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. They, they uh, know what to flake them. And that's how things are evolving. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. And that balance that you just mentioned. The balance, yes. Yeah. It right. has to be. Um, or you end up with some type of uh, mental inconsistency that prevents you from seeing things. Because uh -huh. uh, I guess uh, your brain is very important. Well, what I noticed sitting out here with you, Baba Wayne, is how observant you are. How observant <laughs> you are of your surroundings, how observant you are of the neighborhood and the uh, critters and everything. And so. Um, so it seems like that is definitely a way in which you stay balanced. Yes. Um, now, um, what specific practices are you leading into these days to create inner and outer I'm doing a lot of reading. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes that becomes a problem, and I'll explain why, why in, a, in a minute. But I'm doing a lot of reading, mm -hmm. a lot of writing, uh -huh. so I can put together what I see yeah. in some type of form of words or some type of non-abstract, tangible way of communicating these new ideas that I'm gathering yeah. so that people can understand yeah. what I'm saying or what I'm drawing about instead of um, me talking and it sounds like gibberish. Mm -hmm. um, just because I understand mm -hmm. uh, it's not good enough. You have to be able to have that connection, that collective connection. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. So what are you reading uh, right now? Oh, God. I, I need my phone. Uh -huh. I'm reading around 20 books because oh. <laughs> <laughs> when I read one book, there's a footnote in there and I look that up uh -huh. and then I go back to my book and um, that's how I learned. I was yeah. talking with this artist, uh, back Backpack, and uh, uh, they uh -huh. uh, were explaining to me uh, because I was complaining about um, that I have to read so many. It takes me so long to read because I got to look the word up. Uh, I got to go on because I have my phone. Um, the technology helps me a lot. Yeah. So I have to Google something or Google a name uh -huh. um, and then find something to read about them uh -huh. for me to understand something that's in another book. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, and they said, that's, that's how artists learn. Yeah, yeah. And you have to see the whole, it's like if I'm drawing you, um, I have to get up and walk all around you uh -huh. to see through you uh -huh. in order just to, to draw what I can see. I have uh -huh. to draw what I can't see. Uh-huh. Huh. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so I, I, I think that the role of the artist yeah, is to kind of express 
and share with the world Express, yes. what cannot be seen. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's what you're doing in this neighborhood, too. Is yeah. That, and then the people put it into practice uh -huh. and it formulates a new, a, a new conception uh -huh. of, because uh, they, we take it to another level yeah. uh, uh, that needs to be uh, defined. Yeah. So it's still a collective learning and a collective, a, a participatory type of learning yeah. process. Yeah, 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 that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I just really wish that, uh, you know, we had, um, I just really always wonder what Grace and Judy would say about these times. I think we're saying it. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. I think we're saying it. Yeah. Um, They're speaking through many of us. Yes. Yeah. They planted the seeds, so uh -huh. to speak. Uh -huh. And if we were attentive and studious, mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, that's why Grace was always hand, handing people books, mm -hmm. um, and she she would never answer a question. I can't say never, but very rarely would she answer a question. She would say, "Well, what do you think?" Yeah, you know, or um, she would answer it in an indirect way. Uh, I guess because she didn't want us to become lazy mm -hmm. and just depend upon her for uh, the answers without engaging in the elements mm -hmm. to find out the answer, being able to recognize and uh, see these things. Yeah. Just just as she does. Yeah. I think that was did. really her her power is that she took such an interest in other people mm -hmm. and the power of conversation, the power of dialogue and yes. how uh, I, that was like the one of the first things that struck me when I first met her is like she was wanting to hear from me and I was like why are you interested in me I want I'm interested in you <laughs> but she took she took a genuine interest in other people and what other people were thinking what other people were reading what other people were feeling and uh, and she would kind of riff off of that mm -hmm. yeah and that it gave her fuel. And it gave the other person fuel because yeah. then they discovered themselves. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. At least that's how it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 I think I did the same thing. I would have all these things in my mind I was, that I was going to say, mm -hmm. and I would try to say them, and it was mm -hmm. like, it was, it was like she wasn't listening, uh -huh. but she was, uh -huh. because the way she responded was. She's not responding the way I wanted to respond, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. but because I loved her so much, I would still listen to what she had to say. Uh -huh. And it's like what Huey says: something that can't, something that cannot be learned or taught is realization. Uh -huh. So I guess those are seeds being planted, yeah. and you don't know what they're going to be until they sprout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the end of the rain. I know, this is kind of amazing because it was it was just starting to rain and then it's, it was pouring and now the sun is out. And there's going to be a rainbow somewhere. Yes. You're going to have to look for the rainbow. So I'm going to stop the recording, but and that I've was really to, fun. Uh, I've, I've got to get by your... Um, yeah.
between. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I hope you will.